This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for a worship Sundays at 9 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Good morning. The first lesson is from Joshua, the 24th chapter. Now, therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods, for it is the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight. He protected us along the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Holy wisdom, holy word. The second lesson is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together, you are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on that foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it. Because it, will be re- because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. Holy wisdom, holy way. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the twelfth chapter. Jesus says, And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, Do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. My back is still a little bit sore because yesterday, well, this weekend, I decided to finally address a sagging fence in our backyard caused by one of the posts breaking, and so I spent a good part of Friday bent over digging and trying to yank this post that, of course, was anchored in concrete out of the ground, but I wanted to get it done before winter came, so I disassembled the fence, dug that stupid post out of there, put a new one in, put the fence back together, and then took some ibuprofen. And while I was doing this, Ruth was back in what we call the the back mound, planting 104, precisely she tells me, tulip bulbs. And she observed that it seems like a hopeful task to be planting tulip bulbs in the fall when all the vegetation around us is losing its leaves, when the temperature is getting colder, when it is not hard to imagine that winter is just around the corner. Soon, we will join with our agrarian forebears in celebrating the harvest. On Thanksgiving, we will gather with friends and we will eat an ungodly amount of food and then groaning, fall asleep in front of the TV, And even such excess, I suppose, is in some ways a prayer of trust and thanksgiving for the abundance that God has given us. But unlike our agrarian forebears, we will not have to, after that, go and and check the larder and check the woodpile and do the anxious math to determine whether we have enough to get through the winter. Because if spring is the tick, fall is the talk that reminds us that another year is passing in a life that seems way too short. And it is a time of reflection, perhaps reflecting on whether we are spending our lives wisely as to whether I should be investing in the winter, mending fences, or investing in the spring and in the new life that will come with it. Each one of these candles up here represents someone that we love, someone that we remember, and they serve as a a symbol of the primal DNA belief that somehow life isn't just this, that somehow life goes on, that in a very real way they are not gone. And we choose fire as a symbol of that because it seems so alive itself. It moves, it breathes, it gives a little bit of heat even as the temperatures plummet. And so we light a candle and remember these. 
but we not only remember them, but we celebrate what they showed us. We celebrate the witness that they passed on to us of what it means to live, to live well. On All Saints Sunday, we remember that we are part of a great chain of witnesses that goes all the way back to the moment that God first breathed life into the Adam, into that dirt creature. And it took on life and took on God's image. And ever since that day, there has never been a generation that has not had a witness, not only to the goodness of creation, but to the goodness of God who created it. These witnesses who understood who they were and what this world was in which they lived out their lives saw life differently. They saw it through God's eyes, through the lens of God's creative spirit. And when others saw lumber, iron, cleaning solutions, they saw trees, earth, water. When others divided people into rich and poor, winners and losers, bright and dull, they saw people as individuals, each bearing the stamp of God's glory, each bearing a glimpse of the very being of God. When others saw darkness, they saw light. When others struggled simply to make it through one day, one life, they saw time as a great trajectory toward glory. And because of that, they lived differently. And they passed their witness on to us, such that now, these flames flicker in honor of this strange and quirky catalog of local saints that we lift up to God today. And indeed, we each have that list of saints, most likely more than we can name. I remember one such saint, Walt, whose basso profundo voice was for a little kid the very voice of God and when he spoke it was as if the clouds parted and the light came down and God was right there. I remember Norman who as an adult embraced me into the adult world and in doing so made me feel such a sense of acceptance I remember John, who was a weird man. Weird to the point that today he probably would have been viewed as creepy and keep your children away from him. And yet for a teenage boy trying to figure out who he was in this world, he never let me forget that he liked me and that I would never have to be alone in those days. 
I remember Shirley and her fierce sense of justice that insisted that Hitler suffer in hell and yet who forgave me over and over and over again. I remember Martha, who in the midst of a grave illness claimed to have seen Jesus and after that lived with such fearlessness and joy that I could not doubt the truth of it. All of these revealed a little bit of the reign of God to me. I remember Fred who took me on diving expeditions down into the word of God such that I came up gasping for the wonder and beauty of it all. All of these saints who gave me their witness so that I could see that there was a different way of living. And when it came time for me to choose who I would serve, by that time it was no longer a question. All of these, we look back and honor them, but they also looked forward to us. With joy, they showed us what they had in turn seen. And they left us with their prayers and their hopes that we would see it too. And now we are just the latest in this long chain of witnesses. We are just the latest link. And the world now looks to us and wonders if there's anything to all this. It seems like we are indeed entering into a mean season. A season in which the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. A season in which the truth becomes a tool of convenience. A season in which justice is meted out depending on wealth and power. A season in which more and more people wonder, is this all there is? Is this the true nature of living? And they wonder if they should get busy shoring up those fences in preparation for the winter. And now it's our turn to look ahead to spring and to plant our witness in this generation. But one doesn't witness just with words. The witnesses that we have received were effective witnesses precisely because of the way they lived. We are called to be disciples. But discipleship takes everything we have. Because it is not a message, it is not a portion. Discipleship is the way we live. It is our life. It is living in this reign of God that has already begun. It is pointing forward to the fullness of that life that we know is on its way. And so it takes our time. It takes spending our resources. 
It takes investing ourselves in others when we'd rather just sleep. It takes giving ourselves away. It isn't always easy. In fact, it's seldom easy. But the reward comes in those who will receive our witness and will move into the future with a renewed sense of hopefulness. Who will add one more stroke to the picture that is the reign of God so that others can see it more clearly. And hopefully one day they will light a candle in honor of us. And our flame will flicker up here. Not just because of what we said and did, but because of the God they encountered in us. Amen.